For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I, I I have a lot of I have a lot of questions about whether or not uh, now Victoria has like VIP credentials. I have I hope so. <laughs> did, so real quick before I get to Luke, did and, he, oh and he's going to be so mad because we're so late. I know. So it's did, fine. Did you get Did you get any VIP credentials? I'm going to meet him tomorrow, Are and my you? life is made. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Sorry. No, I, no, no. That's. That's all. This, see, this, the the adrenaline, I know the adrenaline, uh-huh. right? This is how I get whenever I see Luke DeCock. Soccer. Oh, no, no, oh whenever yeah, I see Luke DeCock at PNC Arena, uh, especially when the Hurricanes uh, are doing what the Hurricanes are doing, and he joins us. We have Luke now. He joins us. Yeah, on the Adam- I'm here. I jumped in late. I, I thought Victoria was talking about me. <laughs> both of you i guess oh yes uh all right you you asked rod the question last night were you surprised that he did not know that they had now played and won seven consecutive overtimes no i wasn't surprised <laughs> and i know what kind of <clears throat> silo he's in at this time of year and the way his brain works i mean he's not thinking about nashville in 2021 right now so i wasn't surprised i, I was curious whether he had any thoughts on it because you know, seven straight aside, this goes back to game seven against the Capitals. It goes back to 2009. It goes back to 2006. It goes back to 2002. This has always been a team that's done well in overtime. And, and you know, the only common thread there, uh, unless Nikki Wallin wanders back in, is Rod Brindamore. Um, You know, he's been a part of all of this, whether as, as a player, a center, a, a captain, or a coach. So, you know, I think to a certain extent, there. You know, when you say why is it that this franchise has done so well in overtime over the years, certainly since 2002, I mean, I think it has something to do with some of the qualities that Rod Brindamore brings to the club. I don't know that that's all of it, but I think you can't discount that. Um, but I also think that you know the fans have a confidence. You know, in some buildings at home, you go into overtime, and I've been in them. And everybody's kind of expecting the worst to happen. And right. Lord knows that that happens in college basketball around here sometimes. <laughs> but I think Carolina Hurricanes fans have seen so much success in overtime. I mean, they haven't lost a home overtime game in the playoffs since since uh, Zajac scored in 2009. I mean, this is, this is a lot of home playoff games that have been won in overtime. I think there's a confidence that emanates from the fans. There's not that nervous murmuring. I mean, so uh, there's a lot of things that go into it, obviously. Uh, but I do. I'm not surprised he didn't know. I do think it's a remarkable record, and I think that's something that you know transcends players and whoever's on the roster. And of course, when you get right down to it, Adam, and you and I both know this, the most important factor is, as Eddie Olchek would say, Ron Francis. <laughs> Fingerprints are all over their overtime record. <laughs> uh, I, I know love- you're the host, and I know you're the host, and you're supposed to be asking the questions. <laughs> but I want to ask you. <laughs> Will you ever, will the jokes about Ed Olchek and Ron Francis on Turner and OLN and wherever else he's been doing it ever get old? No, they will not. They will not. I Look, 
in game, I think it was game three, I gave Eddie Olchik so much credit for holding it all back. It was like beyond the halfway point of the third period before we had the first legendary Ronnie Francis mention. I could not believe the amount of willpower it took. And so you and I talked before the game, and I said over, under, midway through the second. You went, before I could finish the sentence, under. Eight-minute oh, mark. Man. Yeah. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. The the eight minute mark. Look, good for uh, yeah. I could not get that action fast enough before you pulled it off the board. It was not available. I think uh, Caesars and, and MGM no action both pulled no action. both pulled it off. Yeah. Do you think? Look, I, let me I, let me ask you this question. Do you yeah. think there's a there is because I don't. You would never set it up this way because you would. It would be silly to tailor your style to be effective in playoff overtimes. But do you think there is a benefit? to the way the Hurricanes play, their style of play, that actually works in its favor when you get to overtime? Yeah, I think I think there is. They're, they're not an East-West team. They're a North-South team. They're going to get the puck in deep and try to turn your defenseman around and play behind you. Um, you're, you know, they're going to go blue line to blue line. They're not going to try a bunch of, of fancy damn stuff, as Jim Rutherford would say. And I think that kind of direct style – where you're, you know, you're relying, you know, they rely less on skill than they do work ethic and structure and, and, and diligence and everybody knowing their roles. Um, although they have plenty of skill, don't get me wrong, yeah. this isn't 2002 all over again. But I think that's the way you have to play to win in the overtime and playoffs. In the playoffs, you have to possess the puck. You have to not make mistakes. Um, you have to not leave yourself open to counterattacks. And those are three things that the Hurricanes and their style do all year long during the regular season when they're playing well. You can see it break down sometimes like it did in game three in, in Jersey. But for the most part, when they're on their toes and they're playing reasonably well, even if not great, that is, a, I think, a style of play that lends itself well to overtime. And I think you can say that since 2019, that style of play has been a factor. When you start getting into some of the more historical stuff, 09 and 06 and 02, you know, I think then it starts to break down a little bit. But certainly – in the Rod Brindamore's coach era, the way he wants them to play is a style that's conducive to winning overtime games in the playoffs. I think that's probably that's probably true. You know, and, and I'll mention one other thing here, Adam, on this subject. In 2002, in Game Three, the Hurricanes' fourth line barely played in the third <laughs> period in overtime. Right. I mean, that was a three-line team in that game that lost in three overtimes. That would not happen now. That fourth line goes over the boards with a regular shift whether there are four minutes to go in the third period or it's four minutes into overtime. And I think the confidence that the Hurricanes have in each other and Rob Brindamore has in all of his lines and his third defensive pairing also enables them to go longer and deeper yep. than, than some teams that don't have that confidence. There's no question. Uh, every time the fourth line came over the boards, especially in the third period, and we saw them in overtime too, it was they, they were they they spent forty five seconds to a minute it seemed 
uh, in the offensive end. They were really, really good. How was it that Jacob Slavin didn't get a star last night? I mean, I don't know. I don't. In the days when the beat writers used to do the stars, maybe they matter now. I think it's. Oh, I don't think they really matter, but. uh, Whoever picks them. Uh, No, I mean, here's a question. I got a better question for you. Not that I'm. That's fine. I'm happy that you you ask me questions. How is. I looked at the odds this morning. How is Jacob Slavin 1,000. No, 100 to 1 to win the Conn Smythe? Interesting. He's plus 10,000. Wow. To win the Conn Smythe. Well, he's also plus right 10,000 in plus minus rating, candidate. right? Right now he's also plus 10,000 in plus minus rating. Maybe that was what you looked yeah, at. Yeah, right. No, I mean, to me right now, Jacob Slavin, if I had to vote right now, and I'll, if the Hurricanes make the finals, I'll have a vote. If I had to vote right now, I'm voting for Jacob Slavin. Um, you know, the other favorites are Ajo and Natchez, and that's oh, fine. Gosh. But both those guys have disappeared at times. I mean, to me... The three people on my ballot, if I'm picking only Hurricanes, because who knows what will happen. I mean, the, you know, dry cycle may end up on there or whatever. But if I'm picking three Hurricanes, it's Slavin, Burns, and Stahl. Not Martinuk. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a great series. He was scoreless in the first. Um, right, but he had a great series I mean, in the first, too. He just didn't yeah, score. No, he played really well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, look, and that's fine. But when I look at who are the players who have really propelled this team to this point, um, you know, I mean, I, I wrote about Jordan Stahl after one of the first home games of this series. I don't think he's getting enough credit for the way that he's dictating play. Oh, I'm with you. Um, my, not my... to mention, he's dangling and, and scoring on breakaways and doing very un-Jordan Stahl-like things. My three stars, who are your three stars of this series? Because I do that at the end of series. Who are your three stars of this series? Well, I would put Martinuk in there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I think I would have uh, Slavin... Martinuk and Anderson. Not Stahl. I would put Stahl there because, uh, especially in games I, here, we did not really n- remember that Jack Hughes played in them. Yeah, no, I, that's totally fair. And I just spent all that time talking about how people are <laughs> overlooking Jordan Stahl. Um, you know, so he's on my Con Smythe ballot, but not my second round Con Smythe <laughs> ballot. Um, I do. I, I do think I, I put Freddie in there because I do think, with the exception of, of obviously Game Three when everything seemed to break down. Um, his ability to play in six straight games is something he hasn't done all year yeah. um, and play well. Like, like I think the first two, the, the two goals last night, I, they weren't soft goals. I mean, I think you'd occasionally want a you know, goalie to make a big save there in a playoff yeah. game. But, man, did he buckle down in the third. And yeah. that's, you know, the knock on him in Toronto was can't finish a game, can't finish a series. And now he's finished two series, and he's finished, finished that game. And the, you know, the Devils played their best game of the series. Schmidt was good. But the save on Palat and then Palat yeah. shoots wide, that cha- that's a game changer. And then, okay, he gets a break. Timo Meyer shoots it through the crease, and Hughes passes it to Meyer instead of shooting, and Meyer misses an open net even worse than Jesper Fost. And, um, you know, that's a break. But, I, you know, Freddie, Freddie made some big saves in the middle of the second period and in the third, and, and I think he gets a little credit for that. But you're right. Absolutely. I, mean, I can't sit here and say that Jordan Stahl is being overlooked and then overlooking myself. <laughs> I just think that's... You just proved your point. That's all. All, all, yeah. all you did, Luke, was prove your point. Luke DeCock of the News and Observer at Luke DeCock on Twitter. All right, final thing. Would you rather play Toronto or Florida? Florida. I mean, I think as, as you know, that as, probably in terms of style of play, Toronto's probably actually better. Um, but I think just in terms of, of raw talent, you know, you'd hate to get into a situation where, 
these guys, these stars for, for Toronto who have, who have been so absent at times during the playoffs all get hot at the same time and just get sort of overwhelmed, especially if, you know, you, you continue to run into sort of goaltender availability issues. Um, you know, there's not going to be any secrets with Florida. It's Paul Maurice. Um, you know, it's Barkov. It's Kachuk. Um, I think the Hurricanes have a considerable advantage on the blue line. Um, I think they've got a depth advantage, even if Kachuk is the best player on the ice. And I think they've got a, a goaltending advantage because I'm still not not sure about Bob and obviously that Alex Lyon struggled. So I think Florida' style of play probably isn't as good a matchup, but everything else I think points toward the Panthers. And Adam, as you know, Southeast Division rivalries die hard. <laughs> oh, it's too bad the uh, the Atlanta Thrashers couldn't be part of this. What what's uh, what's Danny Heatley doing? Well, we know where Don Waddell is. There you go. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. The Atlanta Thrashers still live. Uh, Luke, thank you very much. Take a couple of days off. Yeah, I'd like to, but we'll see. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. At Luke DeCock on Twitter. Why? Well, I've had so much fun today. I have. I, I hope. I hope people understand that that I'm having a good time. <laughs> and and obviously. Victoria. Yes, a it's a time. fun Friday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm good. Right. I think I'm good. All right. well. I think we're good. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.